Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube and you're not subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, turn on notifications, and like, comment, let us know what you think of the episode. It really helps us out tremendously being able to reach diesel enthusiasts, help people find answers to questions they have about their trucks, and, and we appreciate you guys doing that for us. On today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with John Long, the owner of Open Wide Performance, and you've probably seen his video that's been out on the internet where he had an armed EPA raid at his home. So we're going to talk to him about himself, his business, what that day was like, where things may go in the future. We really appreciate appreciate him taking the time to chat with us about this and uh, you know help us cover this topic. We know it's really popular right now and people are just trying to learn all that they can about it. So we, we definitely appreciate his time. I want to remind you guys that if you're in the market for a knife for EDC, hunting, fishing, the outdoors around the house, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have an, an exclusive discount code for you guys. Just use code diesel20 at kershaw.kiausa.com. They got a ton of cool things there. So no matter what your budget is, if you're a knife enthusiast, if you if you need you know something to to work with, open boxes, um, you know out in the field, they got a ton of choices for you. Make sure and take advantage and save twenty percent. All right, let's get to today's episode with John from Open Wide Performance and talking about this armed EPA raid at his home. John, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I appreciate you reaching out to us to chat with us today, and I'm uh, familiar with your story a little bit, but I look forward to learning more and uh, having our audience be able to learn more about you, your company, and your story. So welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. I wanted to kind of start uh, really a little bit before the diesel company. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, your history, and then what led up to wanting to you know, get into the diesel aftermarket. So as a lot of people know, in the military, you don't start out making out a whole lot of money. Um, I started my career in 2005, uh, still currently active, uh, hitting 17 years next month. Um, so probably got back to the States around 2008, uh, was in Italy and I got back and it was a, you know, it was a big pay cut. Uh, me and my wife were kind of struggling and the biggest part was I was scouring Craigslist, eBay, stuff like that, finding parts to flip and everything else. And then uh, I was talking to a buddy and probably 2014 while I was on shore duty, uh, he was like, you know, you're a mechanic, you're good at what you do. You should start your own little business. So it started out in 2014 and just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I managed what I could. We were kind of small at first, you know, um, Facebook, just selling uh, Nissan Titan parts, stuff like that. And then uh, I got into selling diesel parts. Uh, I didn't really, really start selling um, tuning and stuff like that till probably 2017. But, you know, I'd sell turbos, stuff like that, injectors, and, uh, and just kind of built on that and went from there. And then, uh, as most know, they've seen the video of what happened uh, one morning, six o'clock, the 
EPA showed up to my house with a battering ram and gun. I opened the door and they had their guns drawn on me. Like, you know, I'm a big time drug dealer. It's, you know, it was a big shock to me. It's like, you know, how can you get in so much trouble for truck parts? You know, yeah. something that people do in their after time and love, you know, it's a passion for a lot of people, including me. Um, I love working on trucks. I love pretty much anything. I, you know, I started tearing down four wheelers, stuff like that. Little engines, uh, weed whackers, um, and lawnmowers, you know, that's, that's where I started yeah. when I was younger and I, would, I grew up on two wheels and I've always loved to go fast. I've always been kind of an adrenaline guy. Um, so that, that's pretty much how I got where I am now. And one of the reasons I joined the Navy as a diesel mechanic is because I like tearing, tear stuff apart and fixing it. <laughs> it's a, there's a lot of, um, a lot of similar stories I'll hear from all different kinds of people that are on the podcast of, you know, why did they get into either being a diesel mechanic or diesel shop or making a part? <clears throat> it's that passion for fixing things, making things better. Um, just, they love that side of it. And so, you know, I imagine, as you mentioned with your story is your active duty in the military, you have this passion for motorsports, you know, in general, and, and, you know, start to do this on the side. And, and I, I really kind of want to focus in on that day because I remember Corey Willis had posted a video. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something like, you guys need to stop what you're doing and you need to watch this. So you had mentioned, you know, opening the door that day. If you could just walk us through what that morning was like, what you were told, you know, how it went and, and just give us an inside look at, at that particular morning. So I heard the banging on the door um, and I go to the blinds and I flip the blind down because it's 6 a.m. I'm literally about to walk out the door to go to work. Um, I have to be on the ship before seven. I lived about 15, 20 minutes away. <clears throat> and this guy shows me a badge and I'm kind of befuddled and I'm like, what? You know, um, <laughs> I'm an avid hunter, uh, outdoorsman, stuff like that. So I own a lot of guns and, you know, I post a lot of memes and controversial stuff against how, you know, they're coming for our guns and all that stuff. Um, and I was thinking maybe, maybe they're doing like a, a red flag or something on me, but I opened the door and there's the guys with the guns and the guy in the far back was with a battering ram. Uh, they had the guns drawn and I was just hands on the head. You know, I don't want to get shot. So, uh, after that, they told me to step outside. And as you can see on the ring video, you know, they pat me down. The first thing they take is my cell phone, wallet, ID, pulled it all out and verified who I was. And they handed me a warrant and the warrant didn't even have anything on it. I didn't see, uh, appendix until we got in the house and the CID agent, uh, came in and sat down and he handed me the appendix of why they were there. So there's probably 10 to 15 people in my house, you know, height of COVID. And my wife was at the time high risk because we were doing uh, in vitro fertilization. We were trying to have kids. So we have all these people in our house running around, rummaging through stuff. And I'm sitting at the table still trying to process what's going on. Like, what did I do? You know, I, I don't sell drugs. I'm not a bad person. 
I sold truck parts. Was it, was it, um, why they were there were specifically for you to see what kind of truck parts you were selling or? <clears throat> yes, they were, um, on the appendix, it says, um, EGR, EGR deletes, um, exhaust tuning, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they took, they took a box of easy links, a box of, uh, auto cals, which both were blank, which I also did compliant tuning also, which a lot of that stuff was for, uh, <clears throat> at the time I wasn't doing, I was trying to get away from the whole off-road thing. Um, because you know, you, you know, people are using it on the road. You can't deny that, but I'm being held accountable for what somebody else does with parts that are meant to go to the track or, you know, a farm truck, whatever stuff like that. Now, this was this in uh, 2020 or 2021 that happened or more recently? Uh, it was July of 2019, I think. It's I have I have it on the ring video. It tells me the exact date. It was July 19th of 20, uh, 2019, I think. We got you. So since then, what has there been any communication? Has there <clears throat> is there um, you know any any updates or things that have been going on since that first initial? And then um, your contact there was for about three months it was kind of a little bit of back and forth because <clears throat> i was getting ready to deploy for nine months um so i told them i'm like hey i'm not going to be around for like the next nine months just to let you know uh told my lawyers and my lawyers told them and they were like yeah that's fine it don't matter you're not under arrest or you know you're not in trouble right now uh so there was that and then um, probably about six, seven months ago, they came to me with the offer of five felonies and gonna get, there was, there was no debating. That's, that's what they wanted and that's what they were offering. They weren't offering me anything any better. And I'm like, I'm not taking five felonies. I'm like that would ruin my life, ruin everything. Everything I've spent 17 years working for, at least, you know, the biggest thing to me right now is my military pension and benefits. It's uh, it, now prior to this, was there any sort of contact, like any letters in the mail or None. anything like Not <laughs> that's, that's the weird part. I didn't like get any type of notification of like, Hey, you're not supposed to be doing this. Stop. Nothing. Like the inconsistency is ridiculous. Like, uh, recently there was a summary judgment on diesel ops, $10 million fine. He didn't even respond to the EPA. Like they just, they didn't do anything. They, okay, well, you don't want to respond to us. We're just going to fine you $10 million. I know in some of these, uh, conversations I've had over the years, you know, it, it seems like there was a letter, you know, sent first or people have told me that. And then, you know, it would kind of progress, but especially with your story, it stood out to me because I didn't think there was anything. It was just, they show up and they want to, you know, yeah. see yeah. parts and sales and things like that. And, you know, I, I really wanted to have our listeners kind of understand what's, what's going on out there to, um, you know, just, just be more educated. And I, I know Corey had shared it and also, um, you know, Caleb from the drive had mentioned your story. And so it's really it's really insightful to be able to sit down with you because you're in the middle of this and just understand more of the dynamic. So 
with them saying, Hey, this is what we're going to offer. Like, what are your next steps as a, as a business owner, just going through the process of it and, you know, fighting it and, you know, doing that or, or what's, what's next? Um, pretty much it's just wait, wait and see if they, uh, contact me again with, um, more, you know, a punishment that fits the crime because selling truck parts does not deserve a felony whatsoever. I mean, at least in my eyes, and I'm sure many will agree with me that, you know, you, I, I wasn't an installer. I didn't install hundreds of these parts in these trucks. I sold parts and how many distribution like how many distribution warehouses do we have that we're selling these parts you know 50 plus million a year even 100 million a year maybe i mean you know they got all these guys they're getting fines where were we getting them from we were getting them from those people and you know i'm not trying to lay blame on anybody else i'll take i'll take full responsibility for what i did but i just don't believe that the punishment fits the crime yeah it seems like it it is uh it's changed i think it was late 2019 i don't remember which guest had talked about it but um yeah they had put out a, a notice of you know going after defeat devices and talking about what their plans were and then some of these recent podcasts that, that i've done it's it, it seemed like it's definitely changed from how it used to be um you know and, and when i was thinking of or when i you know saw your video read a little bit about you you know, I was thinking about you're selling parts, you know, you, you're, you're doing it cause you enjoy it. You also have this other career, you know, in the military. And then I was thinking about you know, what would people do if you're sitting there and they say, Hey, you need, need to accept these five felonies, which is going to change your career, tons of different things. It, it's, it, it's life changing. And I think that's what a lot of other places, businesses are, are, uh, encountering out there now, you know, I don't, I don't know all of them. I don't know how many that there are, but I think what you're telling us is probably a bit more common than what, uh, you know, a truck enthusiast or myself may even know about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the biggest, that, that's the biggest thing is, so I accept a felony, uh, lose 17 years of uh, service, lose all my benefits, health, dental, all of that, retire. Uh, I wouldn't be able to retire. So I would just pretty much lose everything. I'd lose a paycheck and what kind of job be able to get as a felon? Who's going to hire a prior felon other than labor work. And I mean, I'm, 37 years old. I, I can't like, I can't do construction work anymore. I have a herniated disc in my back. I've blown my knee out. I shattered my ankle. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not really what they would call construction labor, stuff like that. I mean, I still do it right now. I'm a firefighter instructor uh, for the Navy and this is where I'll finish out my time and what I'll do if, you know, it doesn't come down to them arresting me and throwing me in jail or forcing these felonies on me. What, you know, whatever. 
they decide to do, uh, which I'm still waiting on. What kind of feedback have you heard from other people? Um, just once your story got out there, once people started talking about it, whether, um, you know, it's just enthusiasts or other, you know, peers in the industry or just what's been kind of the sen- the sentiment that you've heard? Um, a lot of, a lot of pissed off people a lot of people not not because of you know i'm a 17 year veteran etc etc of who i am or shop owner whatever but the way they went about it it would have been totally different they just knocked on my door and been like you know hey we're here to get such and such we know you're selling these parts whatever i'd open the door for them and like hey come on in here you go take them that would have been the end of it With... You know, um, yeah, the, uh, I'm not going to put any names out there, but there was a shop in Texas that got hit and entered the property by using a game warden. And it's kind of like they're skirting in a gray area that they seem acceptable. The gray area that we're working under isn't acceptable to them. You sell so many parts, you you come on the radar not uh, not as a providing uh, race parts anymore. You're now knowingly selling them for on road use. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> I think that's been one of the parts of of covering this that uh, you know I I didn't know or or I'm just learning with everybody else is just the uh just how it's perceived and 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 what the repercussions are to it and it's happening really quick and so you know you talked a little bit about um hey i'll take responsibility for what i did but it's it's how it scales to what you did or or what the volume is or all these different things and i think a lot of people in the automotive industry are like it's not scaling and it's 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 just it's different it's very different because you have guys okay anarchy diesel just settled with the epa um they settled nine thousand uh nine thousand tunes parts etc or uh nine thousand trucks nine thousand that equals out to about 17 something is what they got for a fine because they paid 166,000 some odd dollars in a fine. Yeah. But then there's, then there's, you know, FlowPro got a fine, uh, XDP distributors got fines, but these little guys, they come after walking to these mom and pop shops and throw felonies. Do you think that I, I know it's it's probably unknown now, but I'm just kind of looking ahead a little bit and thinking from just from your perspective, maybe not even necessarily in your position, but just as somebody who is passionate about motorsports has always been into them. Do you see sort of a, a middle ground or I almost want to say like a framework where if somebody brand new just decided, hey, I want to get into automotive, whether it's diesel or gas, whatever it might be, I want to do this. What? can I sell? What can I sell? What 
how do I do this to avoid this situation? Do you think we'll have that sort of clarity with this moving forward? It would be nice if they could just hold a precedence, hold one precedence for everybody, no matter if it's one part or a hundred thousand parts or be like, okay, these are how many racing parts that you can sell a year or say, we, we're going to come pay you a visit. Like, have a precedence for people that are actually using their vehicles for off-road use and the racetrack because there's a lot of guys that on the weekends they take these trucks they build them you know you have 3,000 horsepower diesels out there that are racing and then you have these guys 1,000 1,500 going to the racetrack every weekend and the way it's going, you're not even going to be able to do that because they're like, they're telling us that you can't take a VIN vehicle and turn it into a race truck. But then another person is saying, yes, you can. So we're not getting the same answers from different people. We're getting different answers from different people, um, different problems you run into with different agents. I guess it depends who the CID agent that comes to visit you when they come to your shop and tell you, Hey, you know, you're getting a felony or we're going to give you a fine or they send you a letter in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. That's been one of the toughest questions. We get it all the time. Um, somebody will message in or email or they'll, they'll ask somewhere and say, Hey, can I do this with my LBZ or my five, nine Cummins or, um, my 98 and a half, can I turn it into this? And I, I don't know how to give them an answer. I, I don't know. So I always ask guests like, that are in this, like, do you know? And it, it seems to be varied a bit as to what you can and can't. I think that would really be helpful for those who do do that, who do trailer a vehicle. They race it. There are no license plates on it. For them to know what process do I go through to have this. And then also a second one to say, I'm driving this on the road. Um, and, and I touched on this a little bit with Corey Willis and some other guests recently is how do I – you know, sell this intact tuning. So no matter where you're at, you have the test data to show it doesn't, you know, increase emissions. You can use it and just have two different roads, I guess, for the enthusiast to go down. So that's a, that's another problem. Corey, Will, uh, I talk to Corey Willis frequently because um, he's been through this whole process for the past five to seven years, however long he's been doing it uh dealing with the epa and the government um even with his data that he's giving them they pass they pass california law carb they pass but keep throwing things at them like they make it to where you can't afford to like somebody like me if i wanted to get into intact tuning and do it i couldn't afford it I think it's $75,000 a truck for a platform for those years. You'd be able to sell it for those certain years, but then they're like, no, we'll need this data. So you give them that data and then it just becomes in, you know, an endless money pit. And the problem, one of the biggest problem is, um, uh, the guy in New Jersey tried to sell his truck on, Facebook, um, NJ Depp posed as a buyer because he said it was deleted. 
and they gave him an option. You can either put the emissions back on it, which is 10,000 plus, or scrap it. So he can't sell his truck. He can't put the parts back on because they're not available and he can't afford $10,000. Maybe the truck's worth eight or 10. So it doesn't give him much option, but to say, hey, I'll just scrap it. Yeah, I, I remember. It feels like we're getting punked into doing things that we can't do because not everybody can afford the fight. The fight will cost you millions of dollars. I mean, just what I've gone through has me a lot. I'm nowhere near. Like, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to come up and the money's just going to go out until it's gone and then be like, you know, you guys could have just got your fine, got the money, and moved on. But now I have nothing. I will probably walk away from this with nothing by the looks of it. It's definitely changed. I, I remember recently reading that story about the gentleman in, in New Jersey. And I know a lot of times, you know, in these episodes or most of them, you know, I've been having guests on there talking about the EPA and the federal government, but also states individually can handle stuff different as well. And so it's almost transitioned a bit where it used to be the bigger companies uh, that would get, you know, the fines and the things like that. And then we've seen it go down to the shop level. And I know this is just one particular example in New Jersey, there might be more that are out there. I don't know, but it's also starting to affect some of the you know, people that are out there that are just truck owners and what their particular state or wherever they're at, what they, how they view it as well. And I think he did end up, did end up, scrapping the truck or it's going to be scrapped um it's going our, to be scrapped yep yeah because so, people kept messaging them tell them to fight them and you know they okay you go fight them you pay you're paying a lawyer 500 bucks an hour then you're going back and forth to court you got to take time off to some people yeah it's worth the fight you know but for an eight to ten thousand dollar truck that's already been uh tagged red by the dmv the epa and everybody he can't sell it he can't do anything with it it's got two hundred thousand miles on it maybe it's worth it to somebody but he's not allowed to sell it yeah it's definitely a very fluid situation and, and moving really really fast and and that's why one of the reasons i really appreciate you reaching out to us is so that you know we could chat you could tell your story talk about the experience so thousands of people who listen wherever whatever state they're in that they can kind of get an inside look at this and hopefully we can increase the dialogue you know back and forth and just understand you know what's going on the general sentiment that i get from enthusiasts and just people i talk to is they just want to know that they can still have an involvement in an industry they're passionate about whether they have a, an online store a diesel shop or an enthusiast they want to know how to do it right I don't think they're necessarily looking to, you know, how do I skirt the rules or go around it? They just want to know, how can I do this? I, I don't want any problems. I like to make trucks, you know, perform better. How, how can I do it? And so I hope that, you know, with these episodes and, and hearing from guests like yourself, we can just bring awareness to that is how to, how do we do it right? You know, how do these companies sell intact tuning that's accepted and okay? And, and how do we do this with a race vehicle or, you know, how do I, you know, do anything as it pertains to, you know, the aftermarket. That's, that's kind of the, the sentiment or the, the, uh, the feedback that I've gotten from, from chatting with people. And I can, 
uh, I can tell you, it is probably the worst experience you will ever have um, dealing with these, dealing with the federal government on a bad side level. It is like they they literally make you feel like the worst person in the world over something, you know, small. You know, it affects everybody. So all these people that are just, you know, hiding in the back, still doing it. I mean, find something else. It the juice is not worth the squeeze. And when it comes to you, eventually they will find you. You might get a fine. You might get felonies thrown at you. You don't know because it's like throwing darts at a dartboard. And even for people that race their trucks, it's, I mean, yeah, you're, you can drive it there, drive it back, but what's going to stop these agents from going to racetracks and then looking at all these vehicles and just start taking down license plate numbers, bin numbers, stuff like that. If they're not already doing that, they said they're not going to do that, but also said that they're not going to go after the race community and that's exactly what's happening everybody needs to you know get out and vote for these right people they are out of control it's government overreach for everything right now like why do we need 87,000 IRS agents we don't because billionaires make up maybe 2% of the world. We have six, 700 of them. And it's like, okay, so why do we need all these EPA agents when we have more pressing matters like power plants? Power plants have millions upon millions of dollars in a legal team that will just tie them up in court for years to come. And I mean, that's, that's just my opinion as to why they come for smaller people because they know it's a sure thing for them and it's not going to cost them a whole lot of money to do because who has the, who has five, $10 million to fight them? I sure don't. For any of our listeners that are out there, they want to, they want to follow you. They want to maybe reach out to you, you know, send you a message, just, just see what's going on. Where can people find you on social media, um, you know, or your website just to be able to follow your journey? Um, open wide performance on Facebook, um, or send me a personal message, Jonathan long, John long is what it's under. So John, one of the questions that we get a lot from truck owners out there, well, you know, what can I do? How can I be involved? How can I, you know, learn more about, you know, the clean air act or be able to, um, just be more involved in the process. What would you tell somebody that's listening to this that is asking that question? So you can research the Clean Air Act, literally go to the uh, EPA website, Google any part of it. It's, it is literally, <laughs> it's huge. Um, I've read as much, about as much as I could stand. Um, but touch with your local representatives. Tell them, you know, hey, we don't want this. We don't, we push back. Push back a little bit. Maybe they'll give us a little bit of leeway back and be like, okay, well, we can't push us any further than where we're supposed to. We need to follow the letter of the law. And, you know, I mean, money, it's a money game. Follow the money, follow the people, where it goes, who's getting it, why they're getting it, why are people getting these contracts for certain parts, stuff like that. 
that's how i mean that's <laughs> that's how we that's how we fight as a group i think that'll definitely help people that uh you know that ask you know when they see these episodes or other ones that are out there read a magazine article so i uh, i appreciate you sharing everything you did today with us and, and chatting with us about this topic and um you know look forward to uh you know, potentially being able to chat down the road with you a little bit more and just kind of follow your story so again i appreciate your time today john I appreciate it. Don't forget, Diesel fans, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed to the Diesel Podcast, make sure and click the subscribe button, turn on notifications, like, comment, help us reach more people on YouTube searching for answers for their truck, wanting to learn more about a topic that we're covering. Or if you guys want to hear something specific, want us to chat with a guest or cover a particular year range truck or part, make sure and leave it in the comments. We're always checking that, and we appreciate being able to deliver those topics to you. Um, also don't forget if you're in the market for some cool gear, our friends over at Kershaw knives have an exclusive discount code for you. It's diesel 20, use it at Kershaw.kiausa.com. They got things that, uh, that, whether you're a knife enthusiast, you need something, you know, out in the field, hunting, fishing around the house, they got something to meet every budget. And we really appreciate them offering this discount code just for you guys. I want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen of 23 Diesel and Caleb, all of our Patreon supporters, all of you that are on YouTube, the podcast apps, our Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the support that you guys have given us throughout the years, helping us be able to deliver this content, answer questions for you, help you guys build the trucks that you want, learn about them, and make informed purchasing decisions. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.